Could the Florida Gators be making a major play for five-star wide receiver Jeremiah Smith? We're going to talk about it here on Locked on Gators. You are Locked on Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Thursday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL.com. And now it's recruiting season. Joining me now for Locked On Gators is Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting insider. And we're here to talk about the guy who is certainly, certainly flipping to the Florida Gators and Jeremiah Smith. Uh, Brian, he's set up for a visit June 2nd. He's going to be in Gainesville with DJ Lagway. But just first, what kind of player is Jeremiah Smith to you? Um, I've been covering football recruiting over 20 years. Uh, he's one of the five or six best receivers I've seen. Um, there's one Randy Moss. I'll never put anybody above Randy. Like he's the best prospect I've ever watched. I had to watch his film twice because it was so ridiculous. I was like, is that a robot? There's only one of him. But Jeremiah is like in that small drop down because of all of the following. The length is insane. The giddy up speed right out the gate. Um, for those that don't know, he's in the four by one and the, like 110 hurdles or something in the state finals this coming weekend, the kid can fly and he's a legit 6'3, 190 and is shredded. So he's off a computer screen. And then here's the best thing about Jeremiah his work ethic and his commitment to every single rep, even in walking up at a seven on seven tournament, the way he stretches, everything screams National Football League. That's why he's the best player in the country, his maturity. There's a lot of talented kids, don't get me wrong, but when you add all that together, you get Jeremiah. So physically, mentally, and devotion, all of it together, there's a reason his offer list is not even worth going into because it's everybody. It's wherever he, he can pick up the phone and go to any school in the country. So Jeremiah Smith's best player there is. And now that we've got the the evaluation of how freaking incredible this kid is, he is visiting June 2nd. He committed to Ohio State a while back when they had a quarterback, and then they didn't have a quarterback, and then now they have a quarterback again and Aaron Nolan. So it's been snap to snap there. Um, but him and Florida Gators commit DJ Lagway have publicly had conversations on the Twitter timeline, and they've been very open, like, hey, we're in communication. DJ Lagway is basically on this recruiting staff right now. But realistically, how likely do you think it is that Jeremiah Smith maybe flips? Or actually, instead of act, instead of putting you in that impossible position, how likely do you think it is or how realistic do you think it is that he's even considering flipping from Ohio State to Florida? Oh, it's, it's definitely uh, realistic. I mean, when I have conversations with him, whether on record or off record, he's a business first young man. He's not your typical 17-year-old from Fort Lauderdale or whatever. He has the right people around him looking at the long term. If he thinks Florida gets him to where he wants to go, it doesn't matter. 
it wouldn't matter if the school was in Alaska. He just wants to get to the NFL and be as high a draft pick as he can. It's really not that complex. <laughs> he wants people to be honest. He wants to have fun like any other college student, but he's about football, 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 and how can you develop me? So Florida State U, they always recruit down in Broward County. It's not anything new. You have to if you're you know UF. Why not? If Billy is going to get the Gators to where he needs to go, these are the kinds of players not only has to get on campus for visits, but eventually sign. Here's the thing, except for Ohio State, nobody else has a lined up visit, to my knowledge, with Jeremiah. So that's all you can really ask. You know, it's, you know, we're only in May. So the visit's in a few weeks. We'll see how it goes. But here's the key with him. Regardless of what happens in June, the only day that matters is National Signing Day. His recruitment shall not end until he is signed. I would bet money that his phone will explode as he walks to the podium because every coach in America is going to be trying to call and text him. You, you have to recruit him until he's angry with you. He's that kind of special player. Like literally, it's, it, he changes games that has zero to do with coaching. I mean, some of the catches that he's made and some of the photos and videos I have him, they don't look real. So, it no, I mean, like the, one of the best photos I ever took, I got lucky. He's reaching over a kid just horizontally. <laughs> and these are kids who are getting recruited. And he's taking it literally off the top of their head. It, it's, you know, those are the kids you have to have if you're going to win at Florida or any other major program. Let's say, hypothetically, and this almost definitely isn't happening, but hypothetically, Florida gets him on campus June 2nd, which he changed – his uh, his initial visit date so that he'd be there with DJ Lagway. He changed his visit to June 2nd. He's on campus June 2nd. He happens to flip, which, yeah, we know, almost definitely not happening. But how important would it be for Florida to kind of go into this summer where last year coaching staff, they, they recruited like crazy in the summer. How important would that be for them to say, hey, we've got our QB1, we have our wide receiver one, locked in before this summer stretch starts? How would that really impact the remainder of this 2024 cycle? That would impact Florida for five years. I mean, he's the best player in the country. Um, Florida kids, especially South Florida kids, have a different kind of street cred when you talk to other players on the seven-on-seven circuit and the recruiting circles and the back office before I interview a kid. I, I ask kids, you know, what's really going on before I interview them? What do you want me to post? Those are the kinds of conversations that you have. I was at a high school today, and guess who came up? Jeremiah Smith. The, the school I was at today is about four hours from Jeremiah. So that's how important he is. So it gives you credibility with players across the state of Florida just to begin. And then you're taking a wide receiver away from Ohio State, the wide receiver school in college football. Yeah, that would change Billy Napier and their staff exponential it, it, you can't even put a finite number on that it, it would be incredible i want to see it just because i obviously <laughs> obviously we know absolutely why. absolutely <laughs> you run the gators i mean why wouldn't you so yeah. there you go it's almost june and you know that because official visits are happening soon and because it's hot as hmm out here if you're trying to get in better shape or trying to maintain that shape make sure you include built bar in your plan i know i i say it all the time i have a hardcore sweet tooth and i ain't capping i'm not lying at all okay but luckily for me 
Built Bars coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories, just four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Also, they're finally in stores, so go to Built or BuiltBar.com or go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get yourself a Built Bar. So on the defensive side of the ball now, enough Jeremiah for now. We'll talk about him again, but enough for now. But Jordan Ross is also scheduled to visit, I believe, the next day. His starts June 3rd. What kind of player is Jordan Ross? Well, like Jeremiah, one of my favorite things to talk about, because I look at it from an NFL perspective, if you're going to recruit at the truly upper echelon of college football, the key word, and this is one Kirby and Nick talk about, et cetera, it's measurables. 6'5", 215, and can run like a gazelle. Those are good things. And he plays in Birmingham. He's played against good competition, and he has offers from freaking everybody because of those measurables. Is he physically ready just to walk in and play right away at, you know, Alabama or Ole Miss or Florida or something like that? That's debatable, but you can't teach the frame, and that's what college coaches want. So he's a guy that can bend the edge. He's extremely athletic, and I think he's a guy that would at least play, be in a rotation even at Alabama or Georgia as a freshman. And Florida desperately, just to use them as an example, they need help in their front seven. And their pass rush is probably not where it needs to be for Florida. So he he could come in and compete, absolutely. It would just come down to the little things like technique and whether or not he's ready to pick up the playbook. But physically, yeah, that, that, that's a young man you want on your roster. So talking about his physical ability and, and his frame, his athleticism, how difficult is it to project an edge rusher like Jordan Ross or like someone else that's a height, weight, speed freak and great athlete to go from high school to college where I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I sit and watch and evaluate high school games frequently. I'll watch the highlight tape and I'll see what I see. Um, but I, I mean, I feel like so often those highlight tapes are just a lot of times out athleting other players on that offensive line. So how difficult is that projection to make from high school to college? There are two or three things for an edge rusher. Number one is what kind of defense is it? Like uh, Georgia and Alabama run more of a traditional 3-4 where they got that stand-up end. Any team that does that, that's a different kind of cat. Uh, this kid can play in whatever. It, it would. My, my mother could coach him at, at edge rusher at some point <laughs> because he's so physically gifted. I mean, I always am being facetious, but – he has the length that you just can't teach. He can keep guys away from him, and that's just it's just raw, God-given ability. If he is devoted to coming in early and going through the summer camp and doing all the things that he doesn't want to do but get you on the field, there's no reason that he can't play right away. But that's the part of evaluations where myself and everybody – I spoke with somebody earlier today about this – it's impossible. You have no idea what a 17, 18-year-old is going to do. And that first offseason between high school and college, it's humongous for them. But they have to be devoted every day because the difference between high school in shape and SEC in shape is a light year, <laughs> conservatively. So if he can do that, again, he, he can go in and, and make it happen. And think about this. Georgia, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Tennessee – these are the schools that he's looking at hard. What does that tell you about his ability? Sometimes it's just as obvious as it sounds. He's a dude. So he's mentally ready. The body's already there. 
they, they'll have they'll have plenty of coaches for him. So I expect him to play early somewhere if he's ready, ready above the shoulders. Yeah, and I mean, just talking about his recruitment, like you just listed, like it's we know what oh, he is. it's it's <laughs> sickening. Yeah. So just, who's who's list? Yeah, just based on that, like like we know his recruitment is high caliber. We'll say we'll we'll say it's That's high crazy. caliber. Um, <laughs> but how does that really benefit Florida, if at all? Like, do you think he's going to take a while? Because I feel like oftentimes we're just like. Florida is a, a, a chip away kind of recruiting staff where like they'll just they'll be on you all day and all night and they'll just be meticulous about it. So how, how does that kind of shape up for Florida? Two things. Number one, that's what I've learned in the little bit of time that Napier and his staff have been in Gainesville. He's a very passionate guy. I asked a few people about him. You know, like he'll just talk to kids on and on and on like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. They're trying to get off the phone with him. He's he, he just loves to get to know the recruits and, the, and his players that he's got coming in. So that's good. But that's also the kind of guy that's not going to be deterred if, what, hypothetically, this kid commits to Georgia or whatever school. Do you really think Billy or anybody on his staff are going to slow down? No. It's not going to happen. This is a guy that's been at Clemson. He's been at Alabama. He's run his own program. Now he's at UF. He's going to recruit for the long haul. He's a marathon recruiter. He's not a quick strike guy, kind of like you were talking about. There's a couple other kids that told me that they committed to other schools and immediately Florida told them, we don't care, we're just going to recruit you anyway. That's their mantra. It's very consistent. So I don't think that's going to impact Florida one way or the other. As far as the schools are going against, this is part of the witness test. Look, there's only one Urban Meyer. I, I knew him well back when he was getting started He's the best recruiter I've ever been around. I'll probably never be around another one. But when he was in Gainesville having top three classes every year, he did it a lot because of himself. Napier and his staff have a little different approach on how they kind of gang up and, and all really go after these kids. But it's fine either way. It's, it's the bottom line of signing kids on National Signing Day. They have to beat Georgia for more kids. There's no way around it. If you're going to beat Kirby on the field, you got to beat him in recruiting. Same with Saban. Same with LSU, same with Tennessee, all these schools, they play. So this is important. It Maybe it's not this one, but they have to win a few of those head-to-head, Florida-Georgia, Florida-Florida State, Florida-Miami kind of battles this year, especially at defensive end, corner, those key marquee positions. And it, it would be nice if you're a Gators fan, if uh, Ross was one of them, obviously, because he is tremendous. Yeah. And last player that we're talking about today is one that I know you are excited to talk about in the latest Florida Gators commit wide receiver, Isaiah Williams. Just what kind of player are the Florida Gators getting here? Uh, well, I've lived in Tampa the last six years, so I know him really well. Uh, quiet kid, uh, kind of just goes about his business, but he is just grease lightning. Um, he Think of it this way for some of the older Gator fans He's a lot like the receivers in the 90s that Spurrier had. Just flat out, if you do not get your hands on him within the first step or so at the line of scrimmage, it's not going to end well for you. He's not the thickest kid. He needs to add weight. I pick on him and tell him I'm going to throw peanut butter at him and stuff like that <laughs> once in a while. He's uh, he's a great kid, but he, he's very quiet and shy. Uh, he knows he has to add weight, but he's learned technique and he's gotten better at getting off bump. And once again, once he gets even with somebody, he might as well already be ahead because there are very few kids that are going to outrun him in a track meet. 
He's got serious speed. And he's the kind of kid that can also take a look pass or a quick screen, make six guys miss and score. So this is the kind of player that Florida needs to complement some of the bigger receivers they've had in the last four or five years that they don't always get. And to be honest with you, I don't think many people thought that he was going to commit. And then he just did out of the blue. So uh, I didn't even ask him about it when I saw him the other day. Uh, he didn't say nothing about his kind of letting be. He took some pictures and watched him. I, I didn't need to see him again. He already knew what he did, but I was at practice. Just a great kid, and I think he'll he'll adapt to Florida very quickly, and he'll play very early too. Yeah, I got a text about 15 minutes before his commitment that was just like, hey, Isaiah Williams is committing today. And I was like, oh, okay. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't fully prepared for that one, but okay. I'll, I'll go get ready to go live. He's, yeah, he's not a guy that's going to give hints. Yeah, very private person. Um, how would you think he projects to the next level? Like, is he going to be strictly in the slot? Is he going to be an inside out kind of guy? Mentally, he can play whatever. The key with him is like I was mentioning earlier, how much does he want to work on the physical side of things? If he can get up to say, just using some random numbers here, 190, 195 by his junior year, he can play whatever. But at, at the least, he's a slot. Eventually, he'll play some outside and off the line. He's not a boundary guy where he's going to get manned up at the, and get, take a lot of bump. But again, reverses, screens, any little thing to get him the ball, the defense is going to be stressed with him. And with Florida's run game and the way Billy runs his offense, he's going to get a lot of one-on-one -on -one coverage. Good luck to teams and whether it's inside or out. And I think he'll play both. He's going to be an impactful guy for the Gators. Yeah, as you were talking, just in my mind, I was just like imagining him and Aiden Mizell on the field at the same time. Oh, yeah. like, oh, good, good luck guarding that, just that speed in general. Whether or not 100%. they end up being great, just the speed, I'm like, all right, I would just, I would just, I, I'd walk off the field at that point. I was a slow DB <laughs> when I played. So that's, I'm gone. <laughs> that's, I'm, take me out, coach. But uh, with, with Isaiah Williams, he missed a good portion of his junior season with a collarbone injury. And I'm not super concerned about the injury itself long-term, but how did that maybe impact his evaluation and recruitment since junior year is, I feel like, it's the most important. important one. Yeah, it, it's, it's the most important year for recruiting. So how did that, just missing that time, you know, the best ability is availability, and he unfortunately wasn't. I would say it was unfortunate but not as much as some people might know. I, I know him better. Yeah. But guys that go out to scouting, whether it's somebody in the recruiting analyst like me or a college coach, that's just one less time they got to see the young man. But with that being stated, he's also a young man that just kind of grinds. He competes every chance he gets in seven on seven and a very high level of it. And he's used to going against really good DBs and practice. They got power five kids at his high school one to sign with Michigan State. They've got a couple other kids. They got one getting ready to go to Clemson. They compete with every day. Yeah, I'm not real worried about it. He that's one of the reasons I think the Gators are getting a player that, assuming he's healthy as a freshman, Isaiah has a chance to contribute. I mean, punt return, kick return, screen game, anything like that. I mean, he's an athlete. So I I don't think that injury is really going to make much of a difference. He just needs to get a little stronger. Thank you so much for mentioning um, return game because last year I had to sit back here and watch oh, Xavier Henderson try to return those things. And then they put Jason Marshall back there 
one time and uh, didn't go well. Definitely contributed to the Vanderbilt loss, but thank you so much, Brian. <laughs> this is Brian Smith, Locked On's Recruiting Insider. Catch him all throughout the Locked On College channel and on Locked On Gators every single week. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with Brandon Carroll from All Gators. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole 9 Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33, and I'll see you all tomorrow.